Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. I've been discussing gear and hunting tips with others on Go Wild. It is a free social media community for hunters. There's folks that are doing like small game hunting and trapping and fishing and hiking and all sorts of things. You can even like go log that you listen to a podcast. Maybe it's the OKS Hunter podcast. Maybe it's the Meat Eater podcast. It doesn't matter. It's a really easy and fun place to hang out digitally, socially. It's much different than a lot of the other social platforms that are out there. Moreover, you can also buy gear right from their website. And right now, when you sign up and you create a free Go Wild account, you will receive a $10 gift card to spend on Go Wild outdoor gear store. So I actually have outfitted my whitetail hunting setup and I can select the gear that I use. Now for folks that aren't the OKS hunter and actually know what they're doing, their gear is going to reflect how they've been able to like get on some mature animals or whatever it is that they're after. But brands like Garmin and Vortex Optics, which is right here out of Madison, Wisconsin, or near Madison, Wisconsin, Rocky Boots, Irish, Shet- Irish Setter Boots, Otis Technology, Treason Camouflage. There's a long list of companies that you can just go right to Go Wild and buy from their platform. And the more you post, the more you engage, the more things you post about doing things outdoors, the more points you get, those points add up and you can cash them in for monetary value, discount codes, et cetera. It's a pretty great platform. You can find me and Greg over there. You can just search Eric Clark, E-R-I-C-C-L-E-R-K or Greg Tubbs, T-U-B-B-S and uh, go follow us on Go Wild. You can go to the app store to download their app or timetogowild.com to learn more. Let's get this goat show started. It's the greatest of all time show. That's what that means to me. No, we're okayest, not greatest of all time. You did say goat. By goat, you mean one of those screaming, fainting goats that <laughs> falls over. You know what goats are, aren't you? Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> no. They're Satan's children. They eat everything and they shit all over the place. Oh, God. They do have square eyes. That's a concern. Let's do yep. this. This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks. That's just me in the freezer. It's your tag. You hunt how you want. This is OKS Hunter. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the OKS Hunter podcast, the podcast that is the OKS podcast in all of the land. Did I just almost totally go back to, yeah. Yeah, you almost did. <laughs> Ask me how much sleep I got last night. I'm going to guess less than an hour. Two hours and a half. Well, no, that's not great. Oh my God. Anyway, hey, welcome to the OK Center podcast. Uh, we're your goofy hosts here out of Okanamuk, Wisconsin. And uh, Oaken amok, huh? I'm pretty tired. So yeah. shout out to uh, Drop Time Spirits because I need it, I think. And I've had, I think, four cups of coffee today. Uh, I'm about out of backwards grind coffee. 
because of that. So I'll have to refresh. But if you want to refresh, you can go over to their site, use code OHP. It's backwoodsgrind.com, 10% off. And uh, shout out to our presenting sponsor, Spartan Forge. They're uh, off to the races, man. They're they're doing like a lot of stuff. I think the they already pushed out an update, and yeah, they're, they're improving quick. every week. Yep. There's a little something getting a little better. It's still in beta mode. Yep. But he's he's perfecting it, and he's doing a nice job of it. After he got through all the little mishaps of getting it into the app stores. Yeah. But and everyone good. that I show it to, they're like, "Whoa, dude! These maps are so much more clear than." all of the competitor products and right you know it definitely takes your okayness up a couple of notches you have to actually interpret and understand some things like full range and abnormal and and a lot of the things that they're talking right. about core movement and things like that so but their their pro staff is great about helping you out if you have questions ask those guys yeah absolutely tell them eric sent you and they'll probably roll their eyes but they'll help you who yeah exactly <laughs> exact guy so we do have a guest with us today uh we are joined today by none other then Sarah Rowe, uh, the former WWE superstar. Did I get that right? Did I mess it up? Yes. Damn it. I knew it. I wrote it down. No, too. you got it right. I mean, okay. Oh, I, oh. I didn't understand the question, I guess. You did <laughs> get it right. You did not. <laughs> Set you up for failure on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I'm like, I've messed up so many different last names over the years. It's pretty bad. It's four so letters. It's all right. It's, fine. it's easy. And you're coming from, you're talking to us from Ohio today. Oh, Northern Ohio. Yes, that <laughs> is where I resign. I don't say exactly where because. Don't, yeah, you don't. don't, you, don't to, you don't need to. Yeah, you don't want to deal with that stuff. Uh, so tell us, I guess, just give us the rundown, the, the two-bit intro of who you are. Because to many, I think you're a pretty big deal. I know I got one <laughs> guy that's going to call and he's going to be like, freaking out you might um, well i am 28 years old um i'm a former wwe superstar i was on raw and smackdown tv every week i was part of a stable called the riot squad my stage name was sarah logan i guess i just look like a sarah it was both sarah in real life and not real life um and now i just farm i'm a mom i have a coaching business i run a youtube show drink damn scotch. so yeah you got some scotch you're drinking some johnny walker we were cheersing to that uh momming is very difficult farming is hard work uh the coaching stuff is probably no joke either i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot of physical fitness that went into the wrestling world while you're doing that stuff so that doesn't just stop right Oh yeah, absolutely not. Actually, like I'm to the point where I have like injuries that if I stop lifting, they just exacerbate and get terrible. So, kind of lifting to live at this point. <laughs> Isn't that weird that that works like that? That you like, if you stop doing something, like if you just lay in bed all day, you'll be miserable. You can't, oh yeah, like... my my back would just peace out on me for sure. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a really? This is, I don't know. I'm only going this direction for, I have a reason. Greg's sitting there like, what the fuck are you getting into, Eric? But, yeah. but talking about being bed all day and having a sore back, are you like on a really awesome mattress? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, it's called Bear Mattress, like Bear, B E A R. Yeah, like Bear um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's like, a, I got like the hybrid one. So it's like a regular mattress plus a memory foam mattress. And it just, it does does its job. It's great. Bear. Bear. 
uh, my wife and my our fifth or fifteen. Holy shit! Our five year anniversary is coming up on the fifteenth, um, and so we gifted each other a purple mattress. That's the Ooh, we've been using the same thing. The eggs. Yeah, the weird like I don't know. Do you egg the, test it? I'm gonna. It's coming on Friday, so I'm very excited about it. My back hurts a lot. <laughs> our mattress that we have since we were dating. It's a uh, time to upgrade. I used to have the old mattresses like that were like your grandma's. That if you rolled over, it was like the loudest, like yeah, and, like the spring, spring like, in the rib. It's not cool. Yeah, it's time for yeah. me. <laughs> so, okay, the reason you're on the show, uh, you guys have been following OKS Hunter for a little while. I think we sent you some shirts at some point, even um, you and your husband. I say you guys and. We got the studio that we put together. And you guys are like, holy shit, like we want to come visit. And I was like, are you in Wisconsin? You're like, well, no. So here we are. <laughs> but, but, but more than like wrestling, which I'm going to talk about, you're a hunter and, and you kind of grew up that way. Can you talk about like how you got into hunting? Yeah, 100%. Um, so I am from uh, Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, big hound hunting culture, uh, big gender role culture. So I loved hunting I loved being around it but like I was a girl so I wasn't really invited to go on like the hunt hunts however I was a good tracker and I like would go anywhere to track a deer out for how long anywhere whatever so I would um I would always help track the deer track turkeys track whatever and uh and do the processing part so the kind of the nitty-gritty work like I hated being inside like in you know, where the, where the girls were. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I, I fell in love with it. Like I always wanted to do more and more and more and more. And it's funny. I'm the only person, younger person, like in that generation of my family who still currently hunts <laughs> all the boys just don't hunt anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, my, my family was huge in the hunting and, uh, but I almost exclusively bow hunt now. Um, and they were all just traditional, like, rifle hunters, shotgun hunters. Um, actually, actually, just reconnected with my um, – I never knew my biological dad growing up. And as of two days ago, I reconnected with him. Oh turns out he is a traditional bow hunter, has a farm in, uh, in Indiana, like southern Indiana. And uh, so I was like, ah, that's – I guess that, maybe that's why I always felt a calling to bow hunting and – have him own farm and have like he built his own house, has his own whatever. So I guess that apple don't fall too. Two far. days ago, you hardly begin to yeah, process that yet, and the similarities. How interesting! Yeah, he like sent me like a picture. He had like a three rivers archery hat on with like a recurve bow. I was like, okay, that's awesome. That's what cool. the well, congrats on that. That's a big deal. And yeah. well, we'll you, see how it goes. And you have a little one, uh, eight months old. Cash and boy. Yep. How is that? Like, are you incorporating him into your outdoor life and farming and hunting and shooting and stuff? Like, what's that like? I just went hunting with him on my back um, a few days ago, last week. I don't know what today is. I don't either. Last week? Yeah, it's Tuesday. I went hunting with him in southern Ohio. I just put on my back and did like a spot and stock, bumped 20-something deer. But uh, it was it was awesome, like uh, – the whole time he's on my back, he's like, me, me, me. So I kind of already kind of know unless a deer is just dumb I'm, or something's wrong with it, I'm not going to be able to shoot it. So I, uh, I, 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 I go down this holler and I come up and 
I hear him blowing and they're running up the holler and I'm like, I'm just watching them go. And he's like yelling at them and they're blowing at me. And I was like, oh God, this is <laughs> definitely not something I dreamed about my whole life or anything. It's fine. That's pretty cool. I was on a hike with my son and my daughter and my wife at like a state park and we kicked up some deer and my, I think it was my son because he was young. It was like a year-ish ago and he, he's two now. He's a freaking maniac. He's a wrecking ball, but um, <laughs> He's making all sorts of weird noises like you're talking about. And the deer stopped because they're like, what the hell is that? So they're like looking and looking. Now, they weren't close enough to shoot at all. And that, I was not hunting either. So it didn't really matter. They're like used to people. But it was kind of funny because I was like, oh, man, you actually could. You're not like scaring them at all. They're too. They've never heard this noise before. It doesn't sound threatening. But it sounded interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little baby cue. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, what the hell is that? So, OK, Kentucky, born and raised, grew up hunting well a little bit and then tracking by and large and then you got to do a lot of the processing stuff um what kind of animals do you I, guys can, I can gut a deer just almost with like once i get inside of it it's just like my hands like a predator style like just grab the esophagus and really oh my god i wish you could come get my deer i have a buddy uh my buddy joel he gets any any chance he's around like i have no shame in asking him to gut my deer. I've never What's met anyone. When's the last time you gutted a deer? <laughs> I gutted my buck last year and I got a doe. Uh, but Joel was there. <laughs> I think he helped me with both of them. He's so fast at it. He one year he forgot like his knife or whatever, but for some reason he carried like a you know like a a, a blade like a box cutter blade kind of in his wallet, and so then he just oh, gutted the whole deer, like with that like not the box cutter but just the blade part you know. Just a, just a little straight edge razor. Yeah, nope. straight edge razor, right? He's he's a maniac when it comes to that, uh, which I can appreciate because I am like making very difficult sounds. You know, like how old men like grunt when they're sitting down, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, God, damn, I don't know what I'm doing here. There's like, it looks like a Dexter scene, you know, like it's just not cool when I do it. My husband's, uh, is you know, he's just started hunting a couple years ago and uh, he he's very like methodical about things. He likes to just know all the information before he dives into something. So like we handle problems like very differently. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm just gonna like, it's a herbivore. If it poops on me, that's fine. I don't give a shit. He's like just slowly cutting. And when I'm like that in the background, like just rip it out. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice and patient. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, just go, go around the gut, get the membrane. Just, I'm heart. probably in between the two of your styles. I'm not bold enough to like just get in there because I'm going to make a real mess of it. But I'm also like, I'm not as meticulous. I wish I were. I'm just slow because I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, I dude, I hunted until oh, I was eight months pregnant, and I I shot a doe, and uh, I'm cutting her open, and she had breast milk, which ugh, pregnant. That was weird. Um, and then. When I bent over to gut her, I couldn't breathe because I'm large and in charge. I'm tons of fun over here. So I <laughs> have to like take a deep breath and like like I'm diving underwater to like gut this deer. It was the fastest deer I ever gutted because I almost freaking passed out. It was Holy like, kill me do it. I was like, it's my deer. Bye-bye. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you got your husband to hunting, not the other way around, which I think is pretty dope. Uh we were talking before we hit the record button and you've kind of created a monster. You want to talk about how you convinced him to get into this whole freaking world and like what you guys think of it now? Yeah. Um, he, 
um, he your husband wrestles too, right? Like that's. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. My son's crying. Let me look my husband up. One second. Yep, no problem. I totally get it. Ray, 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 Ray. You grab cash, please. I'm doing this podcast. He's crying. You grab him. I'm doing this podcast. I know exactly how that goes. I just muted them real quick so they can have a private conversation. Because <laughs> if it wasn't for Holly, I'd have the same problem. I just muted you for three seconds, so don't worry. I know he's uh, woke up terrified. He's like, "What's wrong? <laughs> Where's mommy?" He had a red eye last night, so uh, Ray hasn't slept at all. Mm. Okay, I think we're. Okay. I can relate to that a little bit. I mean, two and a half hours of sleep is something, but I'm I'm probably on that level. So I'm doing such a great job on the interview right now. I'm killing it. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> my slack. You do a fine job. As soon as I start saying something, you come up with something. So you're good. I'll just nod my head. So do you ever do any like small game hunting then too or anything like that? Or is it just right into to deer and whitetail? No, um, we did a uh, squirrel a lot um squirrels and rabbits never any birds uh they all they went turkey hunting but uh i was never like i said i wasn't really ever invited so i've never really turkey hunted that much um especially i've never turkey hunted with a bow or even attempted to um it's a pain in the ass why i i heard it's like a really fun time because like it's so interactive but i just like i said i hate processing birds and i don't know if like the meat is such a is the most important part to me. So like, I feel like if I'm going to not enjoy that part of it, like I would, I don't know. I'm just kind of, eh. I haven't done it yet. I haven't got into it. I keep saying I'm going to, and it's just, it's Turkey hard to hunting find time with a bow to do is a pain in the ass because either you're going out, it's hard to be mobile with a bow and it's easy with a shotgun. You could tuck into a brush pile. No problem. I see. You're not getting up and drawn. Turkeys so with turkeys, they see all the motion. Yeah, Got it. So unless you want to sit on the corner of a food plot or a field or something or a known travel corridor of the turkeys and put a blind there and leave it there, that's fine. But that's I don't care to hunt that way. It's kind of nice to be able to run and gun. If I know the turkeys are working the other edge of the field, I can grab a decoy, grab my shotgun, and bolt to the under, other end of the field, work it around, set my decoy, and, and call a bird. Where, or even go straight at them if I wanted to. I see. You, you good over there, Sarah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, Sarah. Okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> you got it. But hunting, hunting squirrels and hunting rabbits is a great way to start. And honestly, it's it's still fun after you've done it, you know, a bunch. And you, yeah, you've gone off and maybe gone elk hunting, or you've gone and killed a bunch of deer or gotten into waterfall it's still fun to kind of come back to it and you know yeah, cause like, cause, sneak up on yeah. them and shoot them because squirrels fall. like they're everywhere rabbits are everywhere it's it's yep. you get more like opportunity it's good I, I love taking kids it's real good like target practice and kind of understanding the aspect of hunting you know like squirrels don't scare as easily as deer but you can't just walk in there like you're you know an idiot so right and you're shooting at them with, you know, a small bore rifle, which can be, can be a little bit of a challenge for some people too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I never did much small game hunting. What's your favorite squirrel recipe? Um, I like chili. Um, chili. 
Chili. <laughs> <laughs> just stop Not right there. Swirls, like, now I'm talking about chili. chili and I can't talk about anything else. <laughs> Chili's good. Chili's chili. It's almost chili season. Exciting. Yeah. It's definitely just about definitely chilly season. Dude, this year I've hunted three times and I've seen coyotes every time I've hunted. I feel like yeah, well, game it's like a sign or something. Yeah. Yeah. You don't time. see them during the day. It's like first light comes, coyote comes, and I'm like, Well, I ain't seeing no deer today. But uh it's like it's like a sign or something. Try Google it. Probably go shoot it. Sounds like you should go coyote hunting. That's the sign I'm picking up on. But <laughs> so okay. You're 28, which, you know, I think Greg and I would probably agree that we think that's young. Although when I was 28, I thought it was old. So, uh, being a wrestler, yeah, but like, I'm just saying, so 28, you're still pretty damn young. So you've been wrestling. Like, when did you get into that? And then how did you find time to do both things? Cause you're traveling a lot that career. Yeah. I started wrestling when I was 17 and, um, I, Four days after I graduated high school, I flew to Japan. Never been on a plane before, ever. Never really been out of in the yucky area, like southern Indiana, northern Kentucky. Um, and uh, my like my focus just only became wrestling. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this with all I got. So I would drive freaking everywhere. And for a couple of years, I didn't hunt because I was just – hustling wrestling like i drew drove so many cars into the ground freaking get driving like 93 like hot like honda accords like just everywhere like i remember driving through the west virginia mountains like pedal to the metal going like 40 miles an hour because that's so many big wrestlers in my small car um <laughs> i kind do of, uh they're large match wrestling which um was as fun as it sounds it uh I wrestled in like barbed wire, thumbtacks, light tubes, whatever. And I did that for a long time. And well, for a long time, like two years. And uh, I went to Germany, Mexico, Scotland, England, um, Canada, like a bunch of places doing the deathmatch wrestling and kind of got my name started uh, just because like I would just show up everywhere. And then once I got into uh, WB, started noticing me. I stopped doing the death matches because I was like, I probably shouldn't just scar my face all up from on TV. Uh, and I started working for WWE in like 2015. And uh, I was with NXT, which is like their developmental company. And then in 2017, I uh, got called up, it's called, to the main roster, which is uh, I got called up to SmackDown. It was on SmackDown and that was awesome. My, uh, I met my like two best friends and uh, when I got to WB is when I started being able to hunt again because I that was the first kind of like time in wrestling I had just one job like I wasn't like you know going on around everywhere and like even though the WB schedule is crazy I knew kind of what days I'd have off sort of and I could kind of plan my hunting around that like when I hunted for my wedding was one of the first times I hunted in years so I remember uh I wanted to get a deer for my wedding so bad. Like I was like, I'm not leaving here without one. And I only had three days to, uh, four mornings, three nights to hunt. And, uh, on like the third morning, it was like sleet raining. Like everything was frozen. It was my dad's like, I ain't going out. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, I am. So okay. It's hunter fashion. I climb my tree stand with a spatula. Cause that's the only thing I have to scrape all the ice off my tree stand. So it's me, my bow and a spatula. 
in the street stand. <laughs> Oh, didn't see crazy. anything shockingly <laughs> so so you were home for your wedding and so when you say you want to get a deer for your wedding you're like hey i'm here for this wedding but i'm gonna freaking hunt and get a deer like it has to happen for like this wedding I it would have been, like bad luck on my wedding if like i had set out to do this and didn't so when did you guys get married so one... uh we got married um it'll be our two-year anniversary coming up um Got married on the winter solstice, December 21st, um, and we had a full Viking wedding, which was insanely awesome. That's pretty cool. I don't know much about like how that works, but uh, it sounds pretty incredible. Yeah, it's on my uh, my Roseborg TV. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, we had like this videographer come out, and it was freaking amazing. Freaking nuts. So like... You and your husband are, are like meant to be because you, you don't just like hang out with someone and marry them and then like, hey, I'm going to go kill a deer on our wedding. Like he's got to be down with that shit. Like that's not, you know what I mean? So that makes it yeah, for he, man. Yeah, if I he, like he that, knew man. I was he knew I was not normal. <laughs> he knew, like, you know, he uh, it was I'm I'm pretty upfront with like who I am and how I like to do things. And, um, and we met before WWE, we met on, it's called independence, independent wrestling. Uh, I was on a show. I saw him wrestling and I was like, man, this dude is the best looking thing I've ever seen. So I kept getting booked on shows that he was booked on. Cause I was like trying to, you know, say hi, put my game on him. <laughs> which obviously works so game <laughs> yeah so that's pretty freaking wild uh i wish I, so this is interesting because this is a, you talk about like the gender thing and being from where you're at and just the different roles and how you were invited to yeah. deer camp or whatever it was and hunting you know but you being a, a female in a relationship your husband's like yeah i guess you want to go kill a deer like go nuts i shit you not if either one of us or anybody that's a dude that's listening to by and large, there's there's outliers and exceptions here. But if we'd have been like, I'm going to go kill a deer on our wedding day, there would have been a dead body on the fucking scene. And it would have been one of us. <laughs> like our wives would have, my wife would have killed me. No, she's well, been, it's, she's not a hunter. You know, like she's like, this is eh, boring. Not my thing. But he, he's very like, it's, it's so nice to date like a dude who doesn't have like a complex about like anything. Like he's so like secure that like i i'm able to do a lot of manly things without making him feel less of a dude you know which was very hard to find in my profession you know i'm a professional athlete i'm a freaking WWE superstar i hunt i do all these i lift i hunt i do all these manly things so like it was it was a little hard to find a a dude to kind of sack up and marry <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with guys are intimidated by that kind of stuff or something like that. I don't know what it is, but you're right. He's like that's super secure, you know. That's yep, that's probably the, the big thing. If you have insecurities, then you're gonna feel threatened by what your partner in life. Like, <laughs> yeah. so you got a good dude. Sounds You'd be like. less cool. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, there's Carrie Zilka is a podcaster in the outdoor space who um, I had her on a couple of times. I've been on her show a couple of times. I don't know what her show is called these days. It's like hunt, travel, something. Um, but I think she's on a, she is divorced now, unfortunately, from what I understand, but she, her husband at the time, like wasn't a hunter at all. And she was, she's like, Oh my God, I hunt as much as I possibly can. And he like, doesn't give a fuck. 
she, you know, and he was accepting of that. Well, maybe not, I guess, because you know, I don't know. How that, um, <laughs> maybe he did mind. He just didn't tell her for a long time. Yeah. But I remember I back. Guess, then, no, I, I understand how it would be hard, like if, especially with our road schedule, like um, if both of us didn't hunt, like if Ray was gone, you know, we're both gone like all week, and we get home, we're only home for two days, and I'm like, sorry, I'm gonna go hunt. Like that, that's shitty, you know. So it it definitely helps that we share so many passions together like you know we last week we spent all week hunting in southern ohio and like the hocking hills area and he got home we drove to hocking hills and then he flew back out so if like i was just home with the baby and he was in southern ohio hunting like that wouldn't be cool you know yeah i gotta imagine like a man of his size because i've seen the photos dragging deer out must be really uh like do you you're also you're also like not small in the sense that you're you're talking about lifting and shit. Like I bet you you probably drag a deer up better than us. Like I was sucking wind, dragging my buck out last year. I was like, I thought my lung was gonna collapse. It's terrible. I'm so out of shape. Uh, I think it's it's not so much like the strength. It's my pride. <laughs> pride I'm like I'll you. die before I don't drag this deer out. <laughs> so you don't let him drag your deer out, huh? You're like, no, absolutely not. Ray's first deer. He, um, he shot it with a crossbow in our backyard and, um, and a, he double, he got one of the lungs. So it probably went, it was 200 yards from the tree stand, but we lived in like very dense woods. So he, he shot it. We didn't wait very long because we were both freaking so excited. We didn't wait very long to go track it. So we're finding like where it's bedded down. It keeps getting bumps. And Ray is freaking out because we can't find this deer. And uh, he's like hands on top of head. Like he's like, oh, my God, I just heard it. Like he's freaking out. And uh, and I'm in the woods like pinwheeling. I'm like, I'm gonna, I was like, I will, again, I will die before I don't find this deer. We found it eventually. But uh, yeah, we should have you. With, I was trying to track my doe last two weeks ago, whatever. We couldn't find it. <laughs> couldn't find it. There's our call. So my call, you know, uh, my call in line dropped. I don't know what's going on with that. It's something to, I use Skype to call in and that's what the problem is. So technology sucks. Yeah. It's uh, the technology guy, (laughs) me, but we do have a caller. I just shared the link. So Stevie Mo is going to jump on. If that's cool with you, Sarah. I'm good. You're up for anything. Hey, Steve, welcome to the show. Hey. Hey. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Hello, Steve. Emo. It, <laughs> he's Steve Emo. All right, we're going with that. <laughs> he is pretty hey, emo. Uh, hey, too many hey, cops. His head. <laughs> yeah, I was literally Go singing on. the used lyrics on my way here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for uh, thanks for working uh, so hard uh, while you're trying to interview uh, this wonderful guest here to get me on. Uh, Sarah, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Greg, yeah, it's always okay to see you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, Sarah, I just, I just want to say I'm a huge fan of your work. Uh, I'm a huge fan of your husband's work. I've been following him. Thanks, man. Good, good, good long while, like back in the New Japan days. And I, War Machine. I remember, yeah, War Machine was great. They never should have changed that name. Uh, you know, and the name change, and then the other name change, and it. But I, I remember I got because uh, I've been following you on Instagram and I, uh, I used to do a, a bow hunting podcast and, you know, we'd talk to John Dudley and 
you know, so I followed him and followed what he was doing. And I remember seeing a post and I see you guys went to the school enough. I was like, okay. I was like, all right, this is a, this is very interesting. So I, you know, on another level, like, you know, I was the only one, I was always dropping like wrestling references and I just never, I always wanted to blend that too. Cause I love hunting and I love pro wrestling. And then I'm like, Oh, here we go. And I remember I was talking to, uh, talking to Eric, uh, one time about wrestling. He goes, Hey, do you know who Roseburg TV is? I go, yeah. And he goes, yeah, we, uh, we sent him some merch. I was like, Oh, really? <laughs> really? To, to tell him I'm a fan. And you know, he told me you're going to be on here. So he thought I'd, it would be an okay idea if I, uh, if I called in and I can pick your brain a little bit. Is that all right? Oh, please go. Go nuts, Steve. So, you're, you're no spring chicken at podcasting. So go for it. You know, one of my, uh, one of the questions I, I was always curious about, and you know, you see a couple guys out there who in the locker room is the best hunter. Is that you or back in the, uh, back in the WWE days or even now? Um, yeah, there's not a lot of hunters back at, backstage at WWE, uh, me and Ray, obviously. And, uh, I know Braun was a hunter. Um, mm-hmm. he, of course, I'm going to say I'm a better hunter than Braun because, you know, because, <laughs> um, uh, I know Braun, uh, I, I could be wrong. I've never hunted with a man. I think he's almost exclusively like rifle hunts. So, um. I myself could not just be a rifle hunter. Like I would stress myself out with the limited amount of time I had to kill something. I'm not that good. Um, so there's not a lot of hunters backstage. So by default, yes, I am the best and worst hunter. Good <laughs> way to look at it, Sarah. Yeah, by the way, like gun season short, so you would have less opportunity to kill a deer. So most people I would like go me out. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. And I hate just having like a like. You know, you play in the county game in Ohio. Like, if I'm just hunting one county for a few days and, like, I shoot a doe on the first day, I'm like, well, I should probably say this other thing if, like, a big buck comes in. But I hate exclusively buck hunting. Like, it's not as fun to me. Like, I love seeing does come in and, like, watching them. But, like, if a doe comes in and I know I'm going to kill it, like, it's such a different rush. And I, I, I would hate just being a buck hunter and only getting that, like, fix, like, every once in... I don't know, like, I don't know, you're only going to shoot, like, a 150-inch deer. Like, that's once in a couple seasons, you know, so. Yeah, we got a shirt for that. I just bought it myself. Yeah. It's called Deer. You got to practice. Here's another one I got for you now. I want you to picture both of these moments and picture them very, very well. You know, I want you to recall both of them. What was more exciting? What got your blood pumping more? The biggest buck you've ever seen coming in or the night you debuted on SmackDown? This is a good one. So different feelings, very different feelings. Um, the Did you night puke in either one? On, huh? Did you puke in either one of those situations? Oh, no, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't puke. <laughs> but, um, a professional but, we're talking about. Very different feelings, like, debuting on, like, SmackDown is so, like, like, debuting is so fast, and, like, we didn't even know we were debuting until the night before, and then, like, we didn't know what we were doing. You don't really know what you're doing until it's happening at WWE, so, like, it's kind of a thing that you kind of enjoy after because it's so like ah and you do it and you're like ah and then two, the 
the two minutes go by that millions of people see you and you go backstage and you're like, like what just happened? Um, <laughs> it very rarely in, in my wrestling career is it slow enough, like during, during the match to kind of like appreciate what's happening in the moment. Now with hunting, you like, you know, ideally you see it come in, you're like trying to be patient, you're trying to wait, you're trying to wait for that shot, especially with art with bow hunting. Cause you, they got to get so close, especially if we're shooting as far as I'm shooting. And, uh, you just gotta get so close, and uh, and it's it's a very different feeling. Like, of course, your adrenaline's high when you're wrestling, but like, it's not like an immediate. Like, if I see that deer, it's like boom. Every year, I'll, I'm always I always get scared that like I'm like, man, is this year I'm not gonna? Is my heart not gonna do that thing that it always does? And has let me down yet? But um, <laughs> I hope that answered your question. They're just different. <laughs> yeah, that's hey, you know, because uh, I remember hearing something similar to that uh i I was fortunate enough to uh we did an interview with aaron lewis from stained and he was telling us yeah and (laughs) he's a he's an interesting cat if uh if you know him ask him about ata when a shirtless fat dude rode a mechanical bull Um, i don't know him but hopefully i remember that when i meet him eventually because yeah we're just awesome yeah yeah yeah, he t- he told me he's like, you know, he played uh where he's in like Russia in front of like 300,000 and he goes or he he compared that to a bear hunt he had. I think it was in Alaska and he goes, "My heart raced so much on that bear hunt." He's like, "Those being in front of 300,000 people, they like didn't even compare." And I was like, <laughs> "If that doesn't explain why we do what we do, I I, I, I don't know what can I tell think you, it goes you know? back to like like a primal thing, like our ancestors were, didn't know what it felt like to be in front of hundreds and thousands. Like I was in WrestleMania and I'm in the ring by myself in front of 85,000 people. Like th- you don't know where, what, no one knows what that is, you know, like, but there's a instinctual, like animalistic thing about hunting that like your body is like, I remember, <gasps> you know, it's just coming in. Like it's just, it's something inside you that just awakens. <laughs> Yeah, because there's a you know there's only so many times a deer is going to come in, but there's so many times you're going to do a collar and elbow tie up that you're just like, yeah, you know, this is we're it's, we're, it's, we're, it's we're just, gonna it's just we're like totally different, this. you know. <laughs> no, that's a uh, that's awesome. I'm not worried about the deer it, punching me in the face normally. <laughs> right. Oh, so you said I, like I, I, I always your thumbs or something like holy shit, I would be terrified to get in a ring with you. I would be terrified. It's, I'm real good at getting hurt. So like, you may be a better fighter than me, but I might be better at getting hurt than you. So I can stick in there a little longer. <laughs> what That's I'm what I'm betting on. I, uh, someone that I, that I've done some hunts with, um, said, I'm real good at scaring deer. He's like, we're going to know if there's deer in this property or not by the time we're done. I thought that was an interesting take on it. I'm real good at getting hurt. I'm real good at scaring deer. Like that's like a really, you can learn a lot like that. You can learn a fuck time. Dude, Ray, Ray is the worst at seeing deer. Me and him were in a blind last year. And uh, cause I can only hunt blind because I'm bulbous pregnant. And deer comes out and I'm like, <laughs> Ray, deer. He goes, where? I'm like, over there. He's like, where? I'm like, by the trees. Of course, we're surrounded by trees. He's like, where? And I'm like, oh my God, you're not seeing the only thing moving. The brown thing. <laughs> by the tree. <laughs> And he's so funny because he's a large man and he's trying to like sneak through the woods and it's just not, or he'll like, 
I, I imagine him saddle hunting, like, you know, when like a big bear stands behind it or a dog stands behind something and it's like, I'm, I'm so hidden. Nothing can see me. Like that's, I feel like that's where he's saddle hunting. It's behind the tree, but it's like a twig. Yeah. Are you guys, are you guys saddle hunting or what do you, what's your method of choice right now? Dude. So Ray started saddle hunting a couple, uh, last season. I couldn't cause I couldn't climb a tree, but, uh, I, I, I love climbing trees. I was always in trees. My nickname was squirrel when I was growing up. And, uh, and I've saddle hunted a few times this year and, uh, it's, it's freaking awesome. Like just to be, you can pick any tree you want, which is cool. So like you know of a good spot and you go there, I literally check the wind, pick a tree. Like you're not forced to kind of like, Oh, I can't hunt this place because the wind is shitty and whatever. Like it doesn't matter. And, uh, and being able to kind of rotate around the tree is awesome. Being always like tension to the tree, you kind of feel safer. Um, it's just cool. It's real cool. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, being a parent, the safety component's pretty uh, a pretty big deal, I think. Even if I go in a tree stand, I wear my saddle as like my safety vest or harness or whatever. I'll Same wear my saddle. Yeah, and you can get some more it's shots there to too. climb with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Greg's been experimenting with saddle this year. Uh, I've it's yeah. it's all the rage now. So yeah, it's all the rage. Or you're going with a lightweight tree stand, and I've got trees where a saddle's not going to work in some of the places I hunt. So if I know are I'm going to big, uh, some are too big, and some they're they're tag alders. They're like a pine tree, so they might have a small area of an opening towards you know, uh, the, right, right, kind of in the middle. If they're they're thirty feet tall or whatever, so twelve to fifteen feet up, they might have an open spot where a bunch of branches have died. I and I don't, you know, I can't, I can't make a saddle work there. So then I know I'll just pack the small tree stand with and stand in sticks and go in there and climb up and. And now you're up. well suited for any any situation. Yeah, I got I got all the tools I need in the toolbox. So yeah, it's pretty neat. Pretty I can't be bothered carrying anything extra. Kudos on you for carrying a small tree stand. I'm like I don't. Well, I don't and, want to do nothing. and that's how I've been hunting for probably the last 15 years is a tree stand, you know, putting it on my back with the sticks and the backpack and all the crap and, mm-hmm. and all around. So the saddle's nice because some of these places, like you're not getting through with a tree stand without making noise. Where 100%, yeah. I, I have my platform, I tuck it in my bag, I, I built a set of smaller sticks, those fit in my bag. It's all you got a platform back. you brought in the studio tonight. What's that all about? Well, I figured I'd go what what I got. And ah, you, I see. I'll you, show you what I got. Yeah, yours, oh. yours is fancier than mine. We're getting weird in here, guys. I know. Um, if if we have a tree that like is particularly like limmy, we'll uh we'll set up sticks before so we can choose this, sure. at least the side of the tree we want to. So I'll I'll set up the sticks and then I'll just climb up with my platform and my saddle. Yeah, which is, and the, which is cool too. It's it's great if you're hunting a piece of private or a place where you can trim trees. I'm hunting public land and it's, it's all, you know, if I find sign over there, I'm going to go over there and hunt it. And yeah, I don't, 100%, yeah. and I can't legally, we're not supposed to be trimming trees here. So 
I'm kind of everything left. legally always. Yes. 100%. Yeah. Try to. So <laughs> private properties is nice because you can go and prep a tree. Like if you know an area, if you've done your scouting year over year, you can prep trees. You, you know, I mean, look at John Eberhardt. He'll go and drive stakes and trees, big yep. nails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he won't even carry any kind of climbing gear other than his saddle and, and use his lineman's belt up the tree goes and he's already got a row of steps around there with the, with the pegs and everything. So he's really minimalistic on, on pieces of private that he has where, is you it, know, running gun on public, you can't do that. Do you like allergies make me an okayest hunter as well? Since I'm allergic to everything that I hunt on, like I'll be like trying to climb <laughs> up a tree. The, the, the tree is falling on my face and my eyes are just watering. And my, I have to bring Afrin in my freaking backpack you're not alone but no. also greg scratching his arm here for uh yeah uh i'm i wandered through a very thick patch of poison sumac and i'm paying oh, no. yeah. so from my armpits across my chest and down my arms down to my my knuckles Bless your heart. yeah so I, I got on a steroid yesterday from the dock and it doesn't itch and burn as bad as it did don't touch me <laughs> don't touch <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. It's your freaking hands I've away. I've got from. this rash. <laughs> What's up, Steve? There's Did you like freeze? Tree that... Did I freeze? There you are. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you went all Steve oh. emo. Oh, but now Steve emo is back. <laughs> I uh, we were we were doing some uh, some prep this year at uh, at a buddy of mine's property, and there's a tree down the middle of the uh, woods that just got blown over. It was like right right in the two tracks, so we had to go cut it up. And everyone's I'm like, I'm just going to be like a very helping hand. There's a vine there and I grab it. And everyone's like, yeah, you shouldn't have grabbed that. And I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> and I, I look at it and I go, ah, shit. <laughs> and I just like, I just, I just grabbed it. Not even thinking I'm not wearing gloves or anything. But yeah, luckily my girlfriend was there that weekend. Otherwise, I'd have a very lonely weekend. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I, we didn't have anything to clean it up there. Like, you know, dish soap, if it was poison ivy, but all we had was like yeah. diesel fuel. So I just... <laughs> Or diesel fuel on my hands, and it worked. <laughs> when I was like twelve years old, I guess I got into some poison ivy, and I like rubbed my face. Oh crap! And I woke up and I couldn't open my eyes, and I was like, "Mom!" And she came in, and she was like, "Ah!" And <laughs> I got poison ivy all over my face, except for like right here, and it got in my eyes. That's terrifying. I you was like, like the elephant man. Oh my god! If I had my kids, I'd be terrified. But that probably will have my kids because they're like Murphy's Law. See, as a kid, we would always go clear fence lines for the farmer, my dad and I. My dad would just smell the stuff in the air and start breaking out. Me, I could roll in that crap and never bother me. Mm-hmm. But I, I never really. He was a sumac it. or this, something like that you touched? This was sumac, and sumac is it's, it can be one or the other. I mean, this crap was eight feet tall that I was marching through. So, you know, I got. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> what <was> an idiot? <laughs> so, I went you know, I started through. hearing a lot of oh go ahead i've been i was just saying i've been hearing a lot lately uh you know a couple and the guys i was talking to they were like you know years and years of spending out in the woods in their younger days no one ever got poison ivy then you're like then you hit 40 and it's like it just it shit i I don't know like does our skin break down does it does it wait till we're 40 then it ruins it like how i like i'd never heard that before so apparently when you come into poison and contact poison ivy the first time it does nothing to you it's like the second time for a lot of like people, but sometimes it has to like develop over time. Sure, you have to be like exposed to it. 
according to my doctor, my sister-in-law's husband. So, oh, that's a good contact to have. I like all the time. Mm-hmm. Anytime some weird shows up, you're like, "Hey, dude, what's this?" I'll <laughs> <laughs> text him. Is this normal? He's like, "Leave me alone." I'm like, "Okay." I used to text my mother-in-law all the time. So she's a, a nurse. And then eventually she'd always just tell me to go to the ER. I'm like, well, fucking, I can't go to the ER all the time. So I just stopped messaging about stuff. Dude, I got shanked by my rooster who is no longer with us. You child when is I head was up. six months pregnant and had to go to the friggin'. I called my, my doctor that's in our family and was like, because at first it was fine. And then five hours later, I couldn't have been my knee. And he's like, you might have an infection in your knee joint. And I was like, because it shanked me. Right in my knee and the side of my leg. The side of my leg was fine, but my knee was like in in distress, and I had to go to the hospital and get freaking put on antibiotics when I was six months. I was Scary. rooster is gone, but uh, we have a new rooster. He's still an asshole, but he's a better <laughs> asshole. I don't know. I, I just have to hit him a bunch, and he's fine. Oh yeah, hit him nice. with a freaking rake today. My buddy's got chicken. Roosters. I think like they don't. I think the roosters don't taste good. But my buddy, that didn't stop him from eating one that was an asshole no, one day. They, they taste fine. You just gotta cook them a little longer. They make great soup stock. Yeah, that rooster came at me. So well, now he's dinner. Sometimes you gotta swat him well, and like, break. Our rooster. We hadn't lost one hen to a predator since we got him. Like the other rooster was an asshole and, and didn't protect our hens. But this rooster <laughs> is awesome. He protects our hens, but like. He has it like he like has bucked up to me, and I like rake him, and he hasn't he hasn't like attacked me. Once he, if he attacks me, he's gone. But like I'm like okay, I get it. You're trying to look good for your girls, like whatever. But <laughs> he's like eight pounds. He's huge. Friggin', his name's Chip. He's an asshole. What a cock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Dude, this is good shit. See, that was gonna say you got no, yeah, I got I got a real funny story that I'll uh, that I'll get out of here for you guys. Uh, I was I was talking home with my buddy. Uh, <laughs> I was talking home with my buddy Judd, and he was telling me a story. It was a couple of Christmases ago, and his wife owns a bunch of cattle, like right across the way. They call it Jurassic Park, and they had this one bull that kept getting out. And he was he was just telling me this story, and I was just like, it, it, I was amazed by it. This bull just always got out, always got out. Where he lives is right down the middle of like you have to go on an eight mile road and his house is right on this curve. So if you're going to call for help, you know, it's going to be a while before anybody gets there. What happens to be, yeah, it happened to be Christmas Eve. And he was like, all right, well, family's in town and they wanted to go out hunting the next day. And, you know, there's all the families there and this bulls out and everybody kind of looks at each other and goes, well, and we're probably not going to, because it's bullish for escaping. And he was mean. So they just, well, everybody, we're going to put it down and everybody get a knife and uh, cut it up. And <laughs> he said they cut it up to like all hours of the morning. And by the time they're finally done, they look and they go, ah, we got about 15 minutes to make it to the stand. Let's go ahead and go out. So <laughs> Christmas Eve, everybody got meat by. They didn't have to worry about the bull. And then they went out hunting. I don't know if anybody shot anything there, but uh, everybody gets fresh bull and fresh deer. Freaking uh, gluttons. Who's going to eat all that? Good Lord. Yeah. Like 600 pounds of, a lot of freaking say the bull's on the lighter end, 600 pounds of meat like, off that bull. Yeah, you were by like a, a quarter of a cow or something like that. It lasts like, like six months or more, you know? Not Depending on your family. family. It depends, right. Our bull keeps having boys. or He butchered a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Steve, thanks for jumping on, man, yeah. and, and asking some great questions. 
Yeah, bud. Yeah, no problem. Th- thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Sarah, thanks for letting me come in and uh, bother you with some questions. Uh, anytime. I did want to say. Anytime. Anytime. Well, I do got a podcast too. Wink, wink. <laughs> but I, uh, I did want to say uh, one of the coolest moments a couple of weeks ago. I was actually at All Out, and I got to see your former stablemate ruby soho make her debut and that place was nuts like all night it was nuts i was also there were you really <laughs> like, wait yeah. what <laughs> i surprised her it was sweet damn of course, yeah, it was our best friend of course i was surprised that was that was such a cool atmosphere it was like almost as cool as like the all in it was just it's a it's a really cool time in uh time of wrestling and i'm like Super thankful that I got to talk to you and you guys are doing Roseburg TV, which is awesome. And I'm like, I'm a big fan and I don't want to eat up too much more of your guys' time. So I appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate Thanks, you. Buddy. Bye, Steve. Appreciate it, man. Later. That's our buddy, Stevie Mo. He's, he, he's the one that we said was going to call. And uh, my Steve call, you remember all like, that technological, I can't talk, technology issues I have that mm-hmm. it dropped off my thing. So any other people that wanted to call in, I'm sorry that that's not going to work. I don't know what the deal is. Oh, well, we're having a good time anyways. Uh, okay. I have like a couple more questions for you about your favorite venison recipes. Which you guys, there's a picture of like your husband holding some back straps uh, with a, a pretty sweet shirt too, I might add. Uh, well, like, what are you guys cooking up over there? <laughs> oh, you wearing it right now? Yeah, yeah them those. Is that your stuff? Yes. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Like, we put, like a lot of the Dembos. bow shirts don't have crossbows on it. Like, because people like hate on crossbow hunters. Like, don't we don't why. discriminate because, here. We're going to yeah. come with your crossbow. Yeah, no, that's pretty dope. I, I dig it a lot. That just tells me that if you're not confident with one type of weapon and you have the option, you're going to do that to do a more efficient job of taking that animal. Yeah. Right, and, and my neighbor, he loves to hunt. He's 68 years old. He don't want to freaking pull a compound bow back. I can get it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, dope. I dig it. It's pretty freaking cool. I saw it. It made sense right away. Them bows. I like it. So what are you guys cooking Dembos. up with? Um, well, that backstrap, uh, we, uh, dude, you can't, no one can convince me otherwise. The best type of meat you can cook is on a seasoned cast iron with butter and salt. Mm. Boom, that's what i that's what i've been learning how to do over here i actually within like probably the last two years you're welcome i've been starting to really try to learn more because i i didn't know i was cooking i was overcooking venison and it tasted like shit if you overcook it it loses all its flavor it's no good i wouldn't say it's no good it's not I, as- I like i like my meat like rare rare anyway like like a good vet should be able to bring my meat back to life um <laughs> and venison is just like we had the heart the other morning, again, pan fried and butter with our scrambled eggs in the morning. One of my favorite recipes too. Um, I uh, I love venison tacos. I meal prep with venison a lot because it's low in fat. So I uh, a lot of times I because venison kind of has the same uh, fat to protein ratio as chicken. So just like when we have a good hunting season. I can basically meal prep for free because I just have all this lean meat in the freezer. That I can because we don't mix our venison with any beef like pork, or whatever. pork. Yeah, whatever. We don't we don't do that. So I think it's fine as is. If you especially like if you leave like the waxy fat on, like if you don't cut stuff off and you just grind it to like really fine, grind it all up together, like that shit melts off anyway. So 
we don't add anything to our venison and we milk prep with it. I had 10 ounces of backstrap today. I'll have a, I have, I'm spooled. I have ribeyes every single night. Like I have 13 ounces of ribeye every single night. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so hungry. I had uh, lucky charms before I came down here tonight. Yuck. No God, you poor thing. <laughs> that was my dinner. I made I thick cooked pork chops. They're waiting at home in the gravy. So Ooh, guys, guys are making me hungry. I'm not with, really thrilled with garden grown potatoes. <laughs> Boil them and mash them. Can't go wrong with eating potatoes. Like, try and true. My doctor might argue argue a little bit now that he checked my cholesterol, but tell your doctor high cholesterol is fine. It's the other markers together that are bad. (laughs) Yeah. If you have a high fat diet, you're gonna have a high cholesterol because that's what the fat uses to travel to take energy. Anyway, high cholesterol ain't an issue. It's the other stuff. See. I'll get off that soapbox. We're going to talk to you some more about our diet. <laughs> is that the kind of coaching you do, by the way? Is it is it like lifting and diet or what is it? Yeah, um, it's I, it's kind of like all of it. Um, I'm a very experienced athlete. I've done powerlifting, live away lifting. I've been strongman. I've, I was a professional athlete on TV for 10 years. So um, it's kind of taken all my like experiences, like postnatal and prenatal, like a lot of uh, like moms. Uh, I have a lot of mom clients too. And um, it's just totally like totally formed to your goals. Like whatever you want to accomplish, like, we'll we'll freaking do it, you know? So I have a strongman uh, client. I have a dude that has cerebral palsy, awesome lifter. I got moms. I got like just basic lifters, you know, like I got a little bit of, everybody that's kind of cool i didn't realize that that's good to know yeah you're helping people make a difference in their life that's yep. great and you know you know what you're obviously and, and like a lot of people they'll start like lifting and they're and they're like this is all my life has to be and like unless you're training for a competition if lifting doesn't add to your life then like something needs to change well you know, I, if you're like yeah it's my understanding you burn more calories like i ran uh more than i normally would Overall, but more than I normally would most, I like to run in the summer. I don't know what it is. I just like to run outside and I like to run in the hot heat. So last summer I ran a bunch and there wasn't like a really demonstrable difference between like my physique and all this damn running. Now diet, it all starts there. But I notice in the past when I'm lifting, you're, I feel like I'm burning way more calories lifting and I can chisel up quick doing that. And so like the, the, the main kicker, like the main like little chunk of advice I can give you is like, so if you don't eat enough and you work out too much, your metabolism shuts down. If you eat too much and you, or like if you eat too much and don't work out very often, your metabolism shuts down. Like you have to find a balance in what you eat and how much energy you're exerting. Cause like, you'll be like someone that's like, I hardly eat anything. And I'm not even hungry. I don't know how I'm not losing weight. It's because your metabolism is taking a shit on you because we as people are designed to survive. So if your body's like, we're not getting a lot of food, we are not going to burn any of this energy. Like we're going to need this one day when we're not getting as much food. So if you're keeping your body in a state of like, all right, I'm prepping for something, I'm prepping for something. Or if you're exercising too much and you're not eating enough, your metabolism's like, I need to save this because we're working too much. I need to shut this shit down. <laughs> so you have to kind of make your body relax in order to kind of lose weight in a healthy way. Kind of. Cause like when you burn fat, that cause fat cells burn energy to make. So when you burn fat, it just kind of drains that fat cell, but it's still there. And it you know, fills back up easily your body. Again, I remember. And 
So it's it's a very fine line between like my mom came up to me and she's like, I've been dieting. I don't know what I'm, this is what I'm eating every day. I'm like, you're eating 750 calories a day. <laughs> like, get out of my house. Go. It's like, what, 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 when I chop liver, like, you know, I'm just going to, but. That's what that is. No, that's cool. That's good stuff. So like that stuff obviously translates to the woods, especially for like the guys that do Western hunts and mule dealer and elk. We got a lot of those, those folks in the audience that listen. Um, most of our audience, I think are like whitetail folks. And but that's an easy, you get a deer and you're dragging it. Like we talked about it. It's hard work. You, you're tracking. It's hard mm-hmm. work. You're, you're hiking into some deep spots. It's hard work. So it, it behooves you to like not be completely out of shape if you can help it to, to like at least support the lifestyle that you're doing or you know don't i, I, I love like tim like, kennedy's get fit or die like it's legit sure yeah that's a that's a good way to look at it uh, <laughs> well cool so venison recipes are, are you're you know shit ton of meat to uh, like handle your caloric intake needs that you have and i don't know all, all around you live a pretty cool lifestyle by the sounds of it like it's not bad i'm gonna tell you it's not bad that's good to you a- I have a crazy, awesome Viking hunting husband. I have a beautiful son. I have an amazing farm that gives me both deer, chicken, and beef. Like, my cost of living is getting lower each year. And, I don't know, life's freaking solid. So, what's yeah. your okayest hunter moment uh, so far to date to wrap this up? Besides my back. spatula tree stand story. Um, I love Pretty good. You got to so go. My, my first ever time hunting with a compound bow, I tagged out in two days. Like, I was a freaking assassin. Like, I could have thrown an arrow and killed a deer at this point. Like, I'm reusing arrows at this point. Like, I didn't bring enough. And I'm just like getting blood and guts and freaking mud off my tro car and I'm re freaking knocking it and sending it. But, um, there was this one deer, like it was, it was like my last day there and hadn't seen nothing all day. And it's the day before the season ends. So I'm like, so I'm going sh- if it's brown, it's down pretty much at this point. Um, and this little doe comes up and I see other does like around. Cause this doe is like stupid. It's like the, it's, it's the, it's the, uh, like the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh-huh. Um, the pond. Yeah. It's the, like it's the no one cares about like yeah go check it it's yeah i'm sure it's fine go ahead um and uh so it comes in and i'm like screw it sending it so i sh- shoot once and every i was pulling like 42 pounds at the time so every deer is like squatting my my shot so i take the shot the deer is clueless and doesn't jump my arrow so the my arrow goes right underneath of it i'm like okay cool it runs away 10 seconds later it comes back and I'm like oh shit I'm in a hunting blind so I just squat down I put another arrow in and I was like all right I'll I'll aim for real this time I aim and I miss again I was like well that was just on me shit all right runs away it comes back (laughs) 20 seconds later so I'm like all right I'm gonna aim a little high smoked it dead dead deer and I was like this deer dessert like I'm like taking every arrow I got in my freaking quiver at this point, sending it at this deer and it's dumbass. It wanted to die is what I'm thinking. You call that Greg. Like you have, Greg's got funny terms for things. This is a common theme in hunting. Like if a deer presents itself that many times, we can't help ourselves. Like, okay. Okay. I That's wasn't going to shoot you, but you now know. you're going to die. Hey. Like, I've heard that story so many times. I've been that guy and my buddies, but like, I yeah. wonder if there's like a term I, for I had, this. I had those behavior. like that too when I had that ribbon piece. 
it was a sacrificial lamb, man. That thing was like <laughs> it was destined to die. I watched the neighbor. It was written in the stars. Yeah, it was written. It was written someplace. Like you can't stone. walk behind me three times, and I'm not like. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to kill it. Yeah, that no. that same. That like, same. You know what? I think it was like that night. I got that. I got my big buck, and um, I was actually drawn back on a lesser buck. I'm in. I'm in a hunting blind. I'm drawn back on a lesser buck, and I'm trying to. It's like getting dark. I'm getting nervous. I'm drawn back for like ten years, and I was about to hit this other buck, and the big one came into frame, and I was like, Ugh! And I turned and freaking shot the big one. So that was a pretty, I was like, I was just going to shoot this little bitty guy. I was drawn back and everything. And just so happens this Goliath comes into the picture. Made me look real good. <laughs> That's pretty great. I just made a meme today, <laughs> actually. Uh, I used a uh, new girl clip. Do I, I regret it? Yes. Would I do it again? Probably. <laughs> Nick. Like, oh, Classic Nick. Yes, yes. I feel like Nick from New Girl and uh, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec are like our two unofficial spokes dudes for for the for the channel. It's nuts. They have like the best content. Did you guys create or did I just see it like you guys need to create a meme where like when he's going to the lows and they're like, can I help you with anything? And he's like, I know more than you. He's like, okay. Damn it. No, that wasn't us, but I'm gonna have to go find that one now. I know what you're talking about. He's like, no, I know more than you. Yeah, we did one like Or he's like going up to this dude at the grocery store, Ron Swanson. The guy's offering him like tofu bacon, and he like just grabs it and throws it in the garbage. He's like, "Oh, another." <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> <extend. laughs> I'm gonna make sure no one else eats this bacon. Yes, so that yeah. April comes in and freaking gets yeah, them. He does it. Oh my god, yeah. it's just great. Well, thanks for hanging out with us on our OKS podcast. Uh, I had an been- okay time. I'm not gonna lie. That's okay. good. Then you drink some scotch. <laughs> That's what makes it better. Yeah. Yeah, you ought to. I'm breastfeeding, so I haven't had scotch in forever. So, like, look, my freaking Irish oh, is coming out. My face is getting all red. Yeah, so you're Irish. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, my wife's breastfeeding. She's like, she calls her a boob slave, and she is either pumping or feeding, or pumping or feeding, or pumping or feeding. And, like, that's our life. We She can't, like, get out of the house at all to save her own life. It's just a big cow. That's what I am. <sighs> We're, our son just turned a month and a day. Or something today. He was a month, no, no, five weeks, five weeks and days, five weeks yesterday, and so then we have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So there's no you poor things. I can uh, imagine. I have I, a freaking eight-month-old, and I I'm not sleeping. He just eats all the freaking time. Well, he's gonna he's gonna be big. Nope, he's gonna be big boy. But I yeah, I joke with new parents. I say, don't worry. It it only gets harder. <laughs> like it will not get easier. <laughs> like every stage of the game, appreciate how easy you have it because you're gonna look back and be like. Why did I think that that was hard? This is way harder. Well, the- I feel like some things get easier and then something else gets exponentially harder. So yeah. like, you're like, oh, at least that's over. Then it's like, curveball. Yeah. Wait till the, like, when's the, what's, oh yeah, you're eight months. So you're probably at like the eight month sleep regression stage where they're like, oh, well, I was sleeping, but now I'm not anymore. You mom, dad, it's like, yeah. And he's great. like rolling and crawling and pulling himself up on stuff. So we bought a like floor bed today. But we don't have any room in our room, so we just clean out our. So my kid sleeps in the closet now. He's like a little Harry Potter dude. That's pretty great. <laughs> pretty great. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and end the live broadcast for those that tuned in live. Thank you, and for all that do tune in live. Uh, this gets uh, released and published tonight, so it'll be in podcast land this evening for all to listen. Tonight, so, tonight, tonight. That's right. Oh, yeah, you. Can I might have got a real line. Yep. Well, thank you again, and I'm going to end the live broadcast. So, everyone, have a good night. We'll oh, talk- of course. It's freaking great time. 
I lied. It wasn't just okay. It was awesome. I got to keep up appearances, you know. You guys got a brand to uphold. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to tonight's episode. We appreciate it. Uh, we have a pretty good lineup of guests kind of joining us on the podcast. And for some reason, I have, I'm having some weird technical issue that I have not been able to figure out with our live call-in stuff. The call just like dropped after 30 minutes, the call being like the line where you can actually call in. So I don't know, maybe it's because we're not getting any calls and it's like, hey, no one's using this phone. So, you know, it's just going to not work. I'm not sure. But on the 19th of October, so next week, we're talking with the world's okayest uh, bow hunter, Jesse Bernard. He is a Wisconsin native. I think he's down in Texas now. He's got some pretty great bucks. So it'd be cool talking to him. And then the following week, uh, we're talking with uh, Josh Dutton. Um, he's with Half Rack. So he's actually going to be in studio on the 26th. And then from there, we're talking with, um, geez, we're into November. My gosh. So in the second, we're talking with someone, Noah Gold, and then Steve Shirk, and then Taryn Hunt. Uh, if you don't know any of these names, that's fine. You're going to get to know these guests. So as we roll out these episodes, um, we're going to learn a lot of different things about what those people are doing and how to hunt and, and various things like that. So in any event, uh, good lineup coming up. We're getting into hunting season. I know everyone talks about the October lull. I think it's kind of like whatever. I could use a lull from work. <laughs> that would be really great because I could go hunting more and try to make my own luck during the lull. But right now, I've been trying to get it once per week. I've been trying to do my best to record that, too, and actually take some video footage and do some real-time updates throughout the season, something I've never done before. I'm just really using a GoPro on my cell phone, so I'm not doing anything fancy. I'm not like a, We're not a video company, so don't expect great things there, but expect me to yammer on in front of camera instead of on a mic. And we did just launch our uh, My Hunt, My Tag collection, so that's MHMT collection. And we're intending on rolling out various state designs for the stickers. We did launch that merch. So if you go to okshunter.com, you go to collections, you'll see my hunt, my tag, my tag, my hunt, my tag, my hunt, my M-T-M-H. I'm on two and a half hours of sleep, you guys. It's it's getting rough here. Um, but there's a couple of stickers. I goofed up the order and I got a uh, double order of the Wisconsin ones, which means I didn't get the Pennsylvania ones. And so we got Wisconsin and Michigan, Pennsylvania is on deck once I get that figured out from the supplier. Um, and then we got some t-shirts and stuff, my take my hunt. So one of the t-shirts, it's the first ever t-shirt we've made where there's a design on the back. So the shirt's more expensive, but that's why there's a design on the back and a design on the front is what it is. So if you want that one, you can check it out. Go to uh, okcenter.com collections and my tag, my hunt. <laughs> so yeah, a combination of people in studio and virtual over the next few weeks hopefully you're out getting at it never passing and uh, drawn back on that shooter buck and and you know i've seen a lot of eater doves going down people filling up the freezers i never did find the one that i shot a couple weeks back which is is what it is uh i'll try to get out now hopefully my anniversary is coming up this weekend so i got to be careful with what i request for hunting there but there <laughs> to go figure it's when the, the first cold front is coming through here in southeast wisconsin so, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of rambling right now. I don't got much else. I've had two glasses of 12 point bourbon. I've had four cups of backwoods grind coffee. I've been living in the Spartan forge app. I mean, I really take advantage of the sponsors that we have. I really do drink all of the backwoods grind coffee. I do drink 
12 point bourbon. And I really do use the shit out of the Spartan Forge app. So take advantage of our, of our sponsors. Um, also, you know, Latitude Outdoors, by the way, is like hooked us up in a major way. So um, their platform, their, their saddle, Greg has been using quite a bit. I'm finally going to start using it now that I got myself a platform uh, for the next couple of hunts. I've just been doing ground and pound for the beginning of the season, which I think is okay. Anyways, I've had some pretty limited time to get out and actually even get set up. So uh, I've been getting out to like the last hour of light. So I didn't want to do too much disruption. Okay, I'll stop talking. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in this week. If you like the show, give us a rating, give us a review, leave that on iTunes. We got a link in our Instagram bio to get there if you need help with all that stuff. If you have any questions for us, let us know. But check out okshunterpodcast.com. And if you really love the show, you can subscribe for five bucks a month and ultimately what that's going to do is it's going to buy us some beer to show your appreciation. Um, we'll probably reinvest that into some more gear for the, for the podcast studio and stuff, but we might also splurge on some beer. Anyway, that's what I got for everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great night, a great week, depending on where you're listening to this. Uh, drive safe, walk safe, whatever it is you're doing, and uh, good luck out there. Never pass on a shooter buck. It's your tag. Don't let, anyone else how to, don't let anyone else tell you how to use it. <laughs>